0: It is Bob's Wire. She's taking a look at things trending on social media. And she's saved us the harrowing job. Yes. Shame, man. I feel for uh. you. So this story, if you actually have any screens of the news um, up, as I walked into studio, it was all over the various international media screens. It's the story of this frail 85-year-old grandmother who was released by her Hamas captors and handed over in a handover to the International Red Cross. And the video that has gone viral is... Her turning, she's a small little frail old lady, turning around to her captors and sh- and taking one of their hands and shaking their hand and saying shalom. And he, we're gonna post this on our Cape Z A website in the article. And he actually turns around and gives her a little bit of a kind of wave too. And it is just those quite mm. odd moments of shared humanity question mark um, in a moment because. You know, whatever else we are, we are still human. And, you know, at the same time, you could be cynical and you could go, well, it was a bit of a dose of cynicism that Hamas also wants to be presented as, you know, reasonable and humane in some way. She and her husband lived on the kibbutz close to Gaza that was um, attacked in that Hamas Um, attack they her husband is still still in there they were separated so they weren't together in the underground tunnel system which she describes in quite a detail which is also a very interesting read Um, he is also like he's in his 80s he's been a journalist his whole life and they both were people who did a lot of work with Palestinian people their whole lives he would drive to the Gaza border uh, line and take um, ill Palestinians to Israeli hospitals this is what they were known for the two of them they are peaceful Lovers, they've always worked for peace, but of course it was an indiscriminate attack. No one was going. Can I see your peace credentials before we grab you? And so it is kind of. A, there's a sadness to the fact that they were taken, but however, and I, this is my feeling is, no matter what she has gone through, and she says they did treat her them well. Um, they had mattresses, they had doctors, they had medical care in these underground tunnels. I think the extent of the underground tunnel system that Hamas use is. Very, very um, elaborate. And um, I think that the Israel, the IDF, are facing a huge challenge in that because I think it's very difficult when you're. So enemy is underground and you actually can't even go down there because it's, it's such it's you're not going to probably survive um, because you don't know where that someone and a an, an university professor who's been in the tunnels at the Israeli university said when you're down there you don't know which way is left and right and up and down like you need to know the 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 the, the warren of tunnels so it was just interesting but I think whatever she went through and she describes how on the motorbike when she was grabbed she was beaten and it was not it wasn't it was terrible but she said they were also treated fairly well and they were given the same food that the hamas guys were eating uh, pita bread and cucumber and all those things that are so common in that area as your as the food of that middle east and that they were looked after I, but I, that in with everything that she's been through and everything she knows is going on she still reaches out a hand of yeah Conciliation, and I for me, that is. However cynical you might be about that video and about the way it's being reported, I still feel there's a glimmer of hope. I think you should look at it because I looked at it intently at the at the <laughs> body language, and this auntie was was more interactive. The other one looked maybe fearful. a little bit fearful. Yeah, because um, there were two. Yeah, there were two there grannies were two. that were released, yeah. Yeah, and both their husbands are still in captivity. Okay. Uh, but an s- interesting story, nonetheless, just kind of, yeah feel feel that story out,, I in. think so. Think See it's where worth takes reading. You absolutely, absolutely. And then the Rolling Stones. You know, I know the m- album's been out for about a month. We spoke about it, I think, on this segment before it was released. Hackney Diamonds, which everyone's kind of saying sounds like a sort of um, a strip club in like South <laughs> London, East London, East London. Sorry, East London. Um, anyway, it has been getting very good reviews, and I'm talking about it because a couple of things have been posted online at the moment about it one is Keith Richards weighing in to a question about a possible hologram concert in the future and he's saying not sure about that but he wouldn't rule it out in the future which I just think is quite funny reincarnation because you know we know he's whether he's dead or alive we're not sure he continues to be an amazement to everyone that he's still you know that he's still going strong and I suppose, you know, I was going down the rabbit hole reading some of the reviews, really good reviews on this album, if you have not listened to it. And um, they've only got one official video out. It's the one of the, the, the songs from the album called Angry. It's the official music video. It's been up for a month, and it's already had uh, 20 million views. And I have to say, reading the comments... No bad reviews, you know. People saying, "You know, I've been listening to the Stones since 1964. Can't believe they're still, so you know, still going strong." But one thing I want to say is, I watched the video, and it's their producer is a younger guy who they got on board. Um, I think he says Andrew Watts, and he's helped co-write some of these tracks. and it's got a modern sheen, a modern feel to the video. And it's done on like an L.A., the L.A. strip mm. with this young, beautiful girl in a car, which I find quite an interesting take on it. And they've got these massive sort of CGI, I suppose, billboards mm. as she drives and of the band playing in all these billboards. But mostly they look a lot younger. <laughs> and this is my question. I know no one's no one's criticizing that, but I'm raising that issue. Like, why do you not want to? look like you do now at all anyway it is more, more slightly more it's very rolling stones with a slightly more modern sort of sheen to it because i suppose they're also looking for a new audience so in their they, old age how did they zap decades off their look what did well, i do? suppose it's like cgi okay i mean we're gonna we're what's, gonna pop this online a uh, computer generated okay. imagery right. mm probably AI involved. Yeah, you, you can't walk around with that. It's not like and it's makeup. And like, it's, it's like their faces are all quite sort of smooth. And, yeah. But anyway, we're going to pop that onto to CapeTalk.ca.za, that article, and we will put the video in. If people don't want to go search for it themselves, you can go and have a look at this so f- and see what look you think. great in the metaverse. That's it. That's mm. it. And then finally, right, because, right, you know, right. I can't miss out on a dog story. Um, yes, I know. It's a little bit annoying. This dog in the United states he's called she's called Sitka um sorry she, she lived in it in, in the town of Sitka. her name's Stella sorry okay. she's thirteen years old, which is pretty old for a golden retriever so so um sixty five days ago she got lost in the woods near her family's home. There were fireworks she got a fright she ran away they have searched for her. They go on all the trails. They've been calling for her, looking at any sighting they've heard of her. That is a long time for a 13-year-old dog to be lost in the woods. And then they got a call from someone who said that they can see this dog on the edge of this quarry. The family went rushing there and there she was standing on the edge of the quarry 65 days in at 13 years old. And she'd lost half her body weight. But... um, She And she had a huge gash on her side. They were worried because there are bears in the area and they were worried that she might have been killed by a bear. They do think the gash on her side was from a bear attack, which she survived. They say on their walks for all the years, Stella always ate berries and little things like that. So they think she must have foraged and survived for, like, what is that, over two months um, in the area and she they're saying a miracle is not an exaggeration. Sorry, it's in the Alaska area, so it is kind of quite wild. And they're just saying it's amazing that she survived that attack and that she managed to survive on berries or whatever else she found. Okay. They say she's already eating well, she's back up, she's put on ten pounds. And they can chow golden retrievers, they can eat. Them. Yeah. And she is just getting whatever food she wants. She's getting, like, cheese and fried eggs and everything. They're trying to get her body weight back up. And there's a sweet picture on a couple of the articles in the arms of her family. Now, if Stella could only tell that story. I know. Story, I know. We would love to hear months. it from Stella's own I won't be surprised if there's a little log cabin there, maybe. <laughs> she went and chilled for two months. Oh, a little log cabin with somebody <laughs> in it. Just maybe. Who looked after her. Yeah. wish Stella she could tell us. She looks very story. thin, though. Okay. Maybe she overstayed her welcome, and <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. That's Bob's wife for today. It is now eight. Oh, no, I'm lying. Nine forty-two. Uh, now your money campaign.